This episode of the Answer is Yes Baja Sessions is brought to you by Baja Bound Insurance Services. Driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in minutes with their easy-to-use website. They also have great travel information to help you plan your trip south of the border. Visit BajaBound.com, the easiest way to get Mexican auto insurance. Hello and welcome this week to the Baja Sessions. Um, this is the Answers Yes podcast feed, but we're talking about Baja today. And uh, we're right around the corner from Christmas time. So I know if you are traveling south with family and friends, it's a great time to be down there. The weather's good. And uh, because I've got a few people in this world that I associate with Baja on a regular basis, sometimes we have to circle back to those guys. So I have called Ryan Thomas, who's on the line right now. Ryan, you said you're checking out the sunset, or what's going on with you? Oh, yeah, sitting at the airport here in East County, San Diego, watching planes land and a beautiful pink and blue sunset happening right in front of me. I love that. You know, Southern California does have some of the greatest sunsets and sunrises. Um, part of my favorite part of the day, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely a, a fan of seeing the sun come up in the morning. Yeah, 100%. Try to do that every morning, actually. So you're you came to mind because I keep seeing these videos pop up for BFG, and I know that is all your undertaking there. What's what's the deal with these videos? I, I've watched them and they're great, and I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to the show appreciate what you know what they're watching there. But what was the deal with the project and and you guys pushing those out? Well, first off, I, it's certainly not all my undertaking. Um, I, I've got a crew of people that are, are intimately involved with all of this, and uh, it's uh, co-workers and, and uh, other people in the industry as well. So i got to thank everybody that's, that's helped be a part of this. Um, and i got to thank BF Goodrich for giving the green light. You know, um, This is a story that uh, I know has been told in short clips uh, throughout the years because it is kind of extraordinary when you think of, of all the things that BF Goodrich Tires um, does in Baja um, beyond just build amazing tires that have won more Baja 1000s than any other tire manufacturer, actually than all other tire manufacturers combined. Um, so yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's a story that has been um, touched on throughout the years. And I, um, I saw a perfect opportunity to tie in with the, their um, campaign right now, which is what are you building for? And I, I said, uh, hey, you know, why don't we ask ourselves that same question or why don't we answer that question um, since we're asking our customers that question? Why don't we tell them what we build for? And, and Baja is one of those things. And um, it is, like I've said, way beyond just tires. It's, uh, well, watch the videos, Building for Baja uh, on the BF Goodrich YouTube channel. We talk about um, the, the legendary pit service that uh, BF Goodrich has, has become known for racing in Baja. Um, the amazing uh, logistical and, and uh, support pit books that we make that have, uh, I mean, every access road that's possible to get to the race course from a highway um, for the most part is in that book with detailed instructions on how to find it. Um, and then the uh, radio relay service that, that uh, we offer as well, where we put people up uh, used to be, we used to have people up in airplanes, um, back when I was racing, nowadays we put them on mountaintops and uh, they're relaying with VHF radio and uh, mobile satellite push-to-talk radios back and forth between uh, the BF Goodrich pits and then other relays 
plus uh, racers and race teams looking for information. So it's really a big, um, uh, quite an offering when you think again, it's a tire company. I always, I always laugh thinking that a bean counter somewhere must be wondering like, we're spending money on what we, we make tires and why do we have this and that? And, um, so anyways, yeah, you asked, I answered. Yeah. It's well, been a, a cool thing to be a part of. Like I said, I, I raced, um, on BF Goodrich tires for about a decade, every single year in tire series score and HDRA and, uh, always used, um, it was a part of the BF Goodrich family from, from the very beginning and, and to get to experience it as a racer, um, experience it, you know, literally working in support of some of the stuff and now getting to tell the story through, uh, video is really an honor. Well, you just said a whole bunch of stuff that I've got questions and comments about because, you know, I'm thinking about our listeners and, and we have probably 50% of our listeners are off-road racing type fans and or racers, team owners. And then the other 50% love Baja or wine down in Baja or aspire to go down there. And I think you just provided a whole wealth of information. So I'm going to click them off and we can talk about them. So first and foremost, <laughs> the, the videos that you have created with your team for BF Goodrich Tires. And by the way, how great that there's a manufacturer here in the U.S. that's making a product specifically for Baja. I just love hearing that um, you know, from your mouth and from the manufacturer standpoint. Like, There's not a lot of people that make something uh, as specific as that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got a, 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 a literally a home on a on a map of the globe. There's a, a company that makes a, to- a product specifically for that location, and that's Baja. Yeah, that's... yeah, and, and uh, so yeah, it's it's part of the DNA of, of the company and the brand. And you know, fortunately, at, at the company I work for, Jackson Motorsports Group, um, we get to partner with them—not partner, but but work with them. Um, work for them to help represent them in, in ways, different ways, um, in that, uh, in that arena. So that's, again, I, I work for them and produce the videos for BF Goodrich as a client. Just yeah. want to clarify that. Yeah, no, thanks. Okay. So that's cool enough in itself. So now you've got three separate videos out there and, and I realize that they're race related, but visually there's a lot of content in there that showcases, what Baja is all about from the dirt roads to the people, to the food, to the sights, the sounds, etc. So I watch those videos and I'm excited just to go down to Baja, whether there's a race or not. It's just cool to see the scenery that you guys have included in those stories of each one of those videos. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it with a, 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 uh, whether it's a thousand mile race course or a 500 mile race course, um, that race course is, is traversing through a lot of the, the most beautiful places on the peninsula. So, um, yeah, you don't, you don't need to be into racing to be into watching the videos. That's for sure. And, and like you said, I, it, it's, uh, it's a place, a location that is to me is far more than just a place on a map. It represents a lot of different things. And, uh, anytime there's any kind of news or information a, a, about the Baja Peninsula, um, if you're a lover of Baja, you're interested in that kind of stuff. So regardless of what the topic is, yeah. Yeah, the other I'm a lover of Baja. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, man. Well, the other interesting thing that you said is about these maps and access points and different roads. I would imagine if the average person got a hold of those maps, they could probably find their way around there pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny and and uh 
there's uh i guess to a degree it's not something that that um we're advocating for because you know bf goodrich provides that information um for people that for free yeah. by the way for people that choose to race on their tires um and they certainly i mean they're not going to go to great lengths to keep other people from having the information that could ultimately end up in the hands of somebody that's racing on another tire yeah um but I, uh, there's a line in this, the second, uh, episode of the video series towards the end that says, don't be surprised if, don't, don't be surprised if you see a crusty Baja Explorer with one of these maps in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and, uh, the irony is, is that one of those crusty Baja Explorers will probably be me someday. I've saved all the BF Goodrich maps and, and uh, whether it's me or somebody else, you're right. It's a, it's a tremendous tool that, uh, is useful for navigating the peninsula, especially when the GPS isn't working right, which so many people are accustomed to that today. They, they forget there's other ways to navigate, but yeah. the BFG book, uh, you can, you can use, uh, literally the odometer on your car or a compass and, and, uh, find your way to these different locations with that map. Well, I'm going to give you two selfless plugs here because I think it's awesome. The companies that you work for and with the first one is, you guys do have an incredible tire, and if you're thinking about traveling down to Baja on, in your own vehicle, you know, tire uh, protection is very important that you've got the right equipment on your vehicle. Check out the BFG tires. Make sure that you're well-equipped all the way from the rubber to what's under your hood. You know, you should properly maintain your motor and make sure you have all the things that you need and spare water and food and all that stuff, especially if you're going to hit the dirt roads. But you will see more often than not, most of the vehicles down there that are off-road have BFGs on them because that has been a staple in Bob for so long. So, Ryan, there's a selfless plug for you guys because I just I know what you guys mean to people down in Baja. Well, thanks. <laughs> I obviously <laughs> appreciate that one. Yeah. Well, and, and by the way, the second thing, this is for the racers that are listening because I wasn't really aware until I watched the videos and really paid attention the magnitude in which BFG supports its racers. And like you mentioned a minute ago, if you're racing on BFG tires because you've purchased them and you're part of that family, you can um, take advantage of all those services, like you said, the maps and the pits and all those things. So if you're a driver or a team owner listening to this show, I would highly recommend you not only watch the videos, but look into the offerings from BFG because as I've been doing this for 12 years now and I was not aware the magnitude of support that BFG offers. And I know that might sound silly to a lot of you veterans out there, but not everybody knows that amount of detailed information. So Ryan, thanks, thanks for your company for providing all that. Yeah, no, I'm very happy to, to be a part of it. And it's uh, always an exciting adventure. Um, something new around every corner for sure. Well, listen, you know, um, the reason why I called you, not only because you keep popping up with these videos and all my social media feeds and everything. I think they're awesome, but I know that you're very like-minded and this is that time of year where you're swamped with, uh, friends, family, holiday shopping, wrapping up the year with business and everything. And all I can think about is getting back down to Baja. And I just thought I would share my misery with you and give you a call and, and just ask you, do you have any Baja trips planned or have you been down there recently? What, <laughs> what's going on or what, what can we talk about here? Because I'm missing Baja. Yeah, I, I'm right along there with you. You know, it's uh, I have, I'm, I've been back in the United States since the Baja 1000. I haven't been down there since then. Um, and I, I can't uh, 
for close to a decade, Christmas was was on the sand in San Jose del Cabo, uh, just down the hill from my house. And, and I got to tell you, there's probably never been uh, Christmas that that are, are Christmases that are better than than being on the beach in Cabo. So yeah, I'm missing that for sure. I love being being here in San Diego with family and friends, but it was nice when they all came down and, and visited us uh, during the holidays as well. So. I'm with you. Let's go. I'm yeah. ready. Well, right, anywhere. Right. Anywhere south of the border. Right. Let's talk about Christmas down in Baja for a second because, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. Um, and I know that maybe this year it's too late for somebody to plan a last minute trip to go down there for Christmas. But what what is it like in Baja during the Christmas holiday season? What's the celebrations look like down there? Is it like what we experience here in the U.S.? And if somebody was going to go down, what would you suggest they do for Christmas down there? Well, unless you're uh, independently wealthy, I would say if you're going to go down to Baja during Christmas time, plan plan on camping so that you're not paying the uh, crazy increased rates at the hotels and, and airfare and so on. Um, December is the high season. Basically, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas are, are the big holiday weeks and everything is, is uh, extremely expensive or inflated during those time periods. And there's a lot of people because, let's face it, it's beautiful during that time. And it's not in a lot of places in, uh, in other areas in the United States. So yeah. um, that uh, it is the busy season and, and um, there's lots going on from a, a festive standpoint with the town as well. Uh, the Mexicans love that time period. And um, most companies have uh, Posada, which is like the end of the year Christmas uh, party and uh, lots of fun stuff associated with that. There's a cake too. I'm trying to remember the name of the cake that goes along with that. Um, but lot, lots of cool little twists to, um, what an American may be used to, uh, with the holiday, the, the Christmas holiday. Um, always fun to, to learn those things when you're hanging around down there too. Yeah. And, and I know from a business standpoint that, uh, a lot of the businesses closed down here in the next few days and they're closed till the, uh, till the new year, right? Well, not, not. Nothing that's, that's catering to the tourist industry. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, of that's, course. That's go, go time for sure. Um, in fact, I, I can remember some of our biggest days of business were uh, Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, we had that. That was a, that's a busy time period for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, businesses are not closing; they're staying open. Yeah, <laughs> I get, open twenty four hours if they can. I, I guess I'm thinking more about my uh, the wineries that we do business with from the production standpoint. Everybody's off um, now. The wineries are open. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. wineries are open for tastings, but in terms of you know traditional business and stuff like that, which means more people are out and about doing the things that they love to do. Um, by the way, I think that cake that you're referring to is one of those round cakes. I think they call them a king cake or the, uh, the Rosca de Reyes, which is a tradition. Yes. Yeah. Rosca de Reyes. Yeah. And it's got some, there's a treat in, in the middle of it. I can't like you, if, if you get the treat, then like you're supposed to get good luck for the year. Or something uh, like that. that's right. To I get it in your slice. That's, yeah. that's right. So, um, you know, when, when you're down Someone's there, laughing at our stupidity right now, uh, too, that we don't know that, that we're fumbling <laughs> around, but forgive us. For, for for everyone that's laughing about it, we just taught a few more people that, you know, what that is, too. So, um, yeah, sure. I, I remember seeing a little news segment on that. So, you know, again, going down there for Christmas, people can expect to have some of the same traditions that we have up here. So, you know, Santa Claus, Christmas trees, presents, great meals, oh, yeah. and, of course, the crowds. 
and the crowds, you know, like the, the town square in San Jose, it's really cool. They do a, a Christmas. They used to do a, a, like a whole Christmas celebration there with dancing and uh, vendors would come down and, and set up shop and get um, all different types of food there. So there's, there's cool community things that happen as well that you can, they're used to having the tourists blend in with them and, and some of that stuff as well. Yeah. Now I'm a big fan of San Jose um, and we're referring to San Jose del Cabo, which is um, really kind of in between, uh, I don't know what you'd call traditional Cabo San Lucas and the East Cape, right? Kind of in the middle between the two. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair, fair statement. Los Cabos refers to the two capes and there's the, um, the San Jose Cape and then there's the San Lucas Cape and the San Lucas Cape is the furthest south. Yeah. Now the reason why I like San Jose is because I like the old town square. I like the shops there. I like that it's it slowed down quite a bit. There's, there's a lot of art in that city and um, things that aren't happening in the party town on the other side. Right. Yeah, it's a, it is a different, um, would be a way to say that. It's just a different soul. The, 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 the soul of San Jose is a little bit different than the soul of San Lucas. Yeah. San Lucas is definitely more of a, of a fast paced club style, um, type of a town and, and, uh, caters, I would say to more than likely a younger crowd and, and San Jose, I guess you could say is a little more discerning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Um, you'd mentioned last time I spoke to you that you, th- you thought you might try to get on a plane and be there for New Year's Eve. What's the reality of that? Well, it was somewhat in jest, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I was just realizing that I don't really have any solid plans for the holiday or for, for New Year's with my wife and son. And we're fortunate to have, uh, lived down there, bought a house and still own the house. And that, that, it makes a quick trip to Mexico fairly easy other than that plane flight, but you can show up and um, just plug right in back into the community. And that's kind of what I was thinking when we were talking, but the reality of it right now is that I think it's going to be possible. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, But I do have a house. If somebody's interested in going down there. Oh, I, I hope a whole bunch of people just heard that. So I, you know, I guess Ryan, <laughs> same question for you about Christmas. If, if we're going to head down for new year's Eve, I'm assuming that there's all kinds of great festivities for New Year's Eve as well, because uh, that's what we do down there, right? Yeah, you know, and you can find all different types of it, too. There's you can, Obviously, there's the clubs that go crazy during that time period, but then um, out on the East Cape, there's different little beaches where people will set up and have bonfires, kind of tradition, small groups of people. Um, there is, I mean, most of the resorts do a pretty decent firework uh, display for New Year's. So yeah, you can kind of get lots of really good restaurants in San Jose that that uh, do a you know maybe you're you're there for the entire evening. Um, so yeah, there's a variety of things to do for sure. All right, so I know. And, and, yeah, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just thinking that I I, I have I'm I'm not uh, I have not spent time in the remote areas during New Year's but I have spent enough time with um, Mexican in, Mexicans in those areas to know that they, they love that time of year. So it would actually be kind of cool to go to, uh, I had the mission up in, in um, uh, at San Javier for new year's or something. I mean, there, there's some really cool semi remote places. that would be a neat, neat way to spend the new year cut off and, and not connected to the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about on this show, how traditionally, 
Hispanics are very warm and welcome, welcoming, family-oriented. And I could imagine, especially this time of year, um, how things would be down there, you know, and, and what those small towns would be like and the ability to share this time of year with with the locals. It would probably be pretty incredible. Like you said, get out and explore a little bit and really enjoy being disconnected from what you're used to elsewhere in the world because, uh, you know, Baja is a special place. We all know that. Yeah, you know, the last time we talked, and I was thinking about it as I was I was getting ready to, to have this phone call with you, the more and more like the, those weekend trips, I mean, they're great, but man, there's the, the way to really experience it and, and, and get connected with the culture, you got to move there or go there for a month or two, find a way to, to make it be a, a part of the story of your life. I and mean, if you're even remotely interested in, in the Baja as a place or the culture and the people, you just can't do it in a weekend. You can't do it in a, even a week long vacation, go and immerse yourself and, and really soak it in and become part of them. Yeah, you know, Ryan, I think that's one of the things that I want to bring into the show on a more consistent basis is educating people on how to spend a little bit more time down there than just the weekend getaway or the Cabo San Lucas experience, getting past that. Um, even, you know, Ensenadas and the Rosaritas and Tijuanas of the world, getting past all that and, like you said, immersing themselves into the culture, I think that is life-changing. You come back a different person. You have a new appreciation for the Hispanic culture and people down there. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Get down there and spend as much time as you can. You see all these sprinter vans rolling around town that are so set up to go off the grid. I mean, I, I, the, there's such an easy drive that thing across the border and up into the mountains at the observatory. You know, it's a couple of hours and you're in a completely different setting. Yeah, I don't think people realize how easy that is to get down there and do some of those things. By the way, you know, I've got a good friend of mine, Eric Morley. His son created uh, a company called the Van Mart, and they're in uh, Fountain Valley. It's the thevanmart.com. He's building those Sprinter vans that you're talking about. It's got the bed and the little microwave and the stove and, you know, the whole bit. So um, for those listening, if you're interested, the Van Mart, that's your, that's your guy to uh, have that thing built out so you can head south of the border. Yeah, that's I, it's funny because I, I see that as a great way to get down and, and you know pull off the pavement and, and get out into the remote areas and be somewhat self-contained. Yeah, and they they appear. I I spent a little bit of time in one, not a ton, but they sure seem like they're a pretty roadworthy vehicle. Well, and, and just the ability to ex- access you know smaller roads in something like that as opposed to hauling a trailer or just staying in hotels. You know, to me that seems like the adventurous spirit that you'd want to have down in Baja. So um, I don't know. I, I, I aspire to do that. I know that I'm jonesing like you to get down there. I don't see a New Year's Eve in my future in Baja either. But um, I've got a little trailer in Ensenada that I hope to get to in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, the the purpose of the call was to throw a little teaser out there to people and just talk a little bit about Baja. Um, I want to ask you, though, because I know there's a few people that listen to the show that are actually going to be in San Jose during the holidays. Uh, you mentioned a couple restaurants. You, you have any favorite restaurants down there in San Jose del Cabo that people should visit while they're down there? Well, it's a pretty trendy one these days, but Flores Farm is, is I mean, if you're there, you got to see it at least once. The food's amazing. The ambiance is, is incredible. Um, the family, uh, they, uh, it, it's it's an interesting story. And it's funny because a lot of, I know a lot of people go to that restaurant, but a lot of them don't know um, the whole story there. 
the, the green family has, has lived on that property for quite some time. They lived in a yurt there. Huh. And prior to having the restaurant, um, they had started, you know, a, a small farm there. They would have events. She, Gloria would do um, cooking classes and stuff. She had a small little restaurant in San Jose um, back in, in the early 2000s. Um, but anyways, her parents live in the same neighborhood um, that I live in, area called Gringo Hill there in Cabo. And um, because we were all kind of a, a local community, even though um, they lived out there on the farm, they would do these really cool parties. Like they'd have an Easter egg hunt for the kids uh, on Easter and a, and a big brunch out there. And she loved cooking for us. So the, the, the neighbors of Gringo Hill and, and friends and family and so on got to experience Flora's farm before it was ever a restaurant when she was still trying to, not trying, you know, just building what ultimately today is what everybody knows of as Flora's farm. So yeah, yeah you got to go to Flora's farms for sure. Yeah. Um, and there's actually, I believe there's another restaurant out there now. I haven't been to it. I think it's called Acre and it's kind of the same uh, concept um, farm, farm to table. I've heard the food's good there as well. Hmm. Um, good to you got to go to Baja, Baja Brewery. I know they have, they have one in San Jose or in San Lucas, but the first one was in San Jose. Yep. And uh, that's a, a really fun, cool setting there. And, um, and then, you know, the other, component that is always uh a part of the santa the downtown san jose experience is the art walk on thursdays yeah and that's grown uh, i was amazed the last time i was there um, how many people and how, how big that event has become and basically the local art community um the, the all of the galleries open their doors keep them open later and um, a lot of them are, are uh, have uh, you know bottles of wine that you're um able to pour yourself glass wine and walk around and, and see the art that's on display there um, and it's just kind of a, a communal event um, that tourists and locals go and, and, and peruse the, the um, galleries. So Thursday night art walk. And as far as other specific restaurants, um, you know, Nixon and it's, it's nothing Mexican, but I mean, that's just, it's an amazing sushi restaurant up on the hill that, that uh, um, it's kind of a staple of San Jose. Yeah. There's a few of them there. Well, we'll, we'll get, that'll give people a head start, and they can explore and find the others. I'm a big fan of Wakamaya's, uh, which is more of a kind of oh, outdoor taco yeah, place. Yeah, about Wakamaya. Yeah, you know you can't forget Hangman's either. Hangman's <laughs> is another one, and that one is. Uh, have you been there before? I have not, and and here we go, right? Because we all got our favorite spots, and uh, you know we just can't talk uh, well enough of all of them. I forgot about Hangman's, and that's that's a really cool story. Um, family-run restaurant, right, kind of in their front yard, and it's really started as – well, actually, it started on the mainland somewhere. I can't remember where they started, but the, the family had a restaurant in the front of their house, and uh, the tree that was in their yard was rumored to have been the tree that back in the colonial days was where they um, had the noose and hung – the criminals and wow. so they called their restaurant on the on the mainland the hangman and when they came over to cabo and, and and did the same thing here they still call it the hangman sounds like an interesting backstory to where you're having dinner at right no and it's but the the, it's, the setting is so cool um i mean it's it's kind of a uh the the, the the patriarch of the family is you can tell he's their celebrity and he comes and plays uh, he's got a guy that plays the organ and he plays the organ while people eat. I mean, it's, it's a cool, cool experience. That sounds awesome. 
Well, listen, Ryan, I know I caught you on your way home, but I, I just wanted to talk a little Baja with somebody. If you're uh, listening and you want to go down to Baja or you're heading down there and you need a little extra friendly advice from either myself or Ryan, I know he'd be open to taking your calls or, or emails or texts or what have you. We, we want to help you go down there and have a good time. Ryan, I, I hope that uh, I can have you on the show a little bit more and impart more of your wisdom. Like I said, you're one of those guys that just knows Baja so well. Um, we'd love to just hear more from you as, as time permits, and we're not heading into a, a busy holiday here. Yeah, happy to be a part of it, Jim, and, and uh, happy to introduce other people that I know down there. You know, there's a, there's a wide range of, of people that live and work down there that, that um, I know can share a lot with your audience. So we'd love to be more involved with it. Right on, man. Well, uh, thanks to you, and have a, a Merry Christmas with your family, and en enjoy uh, the lead-up to that, and, and a Happy New Year, bud. Right on. Back at you, Jim.